0: to the Pharmacy Inspection Podcast, where we discuss topics related to sterile and non-sterile compounding pharmacy in an effort to promote compliance and increase quality. The Pharmacy Inspection Podcast is a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, delivering quality and meaningful conversations and discussions about our pharmacy industry and the critical role pharmacists play in our healthcare systems. Learn more at PharmacyPodcast.com. Please welcome your
1: hosts, Brian Prince and Seth De Pasquale. Hello to all of our compounding friends and colleagues and welcome to the Pharmacy Inspection Podcast where we discuss all things compounding. Thank you for joining us again on this episode. You know, Seth and I really hope that you're finding these podcasts useful and that every episode has, you know, at least one solid takeaway for your compounding business because ultimately that is our goal. Week over week, we want to make sure that we record information have guests, or just you know, put this stuff out there so that you go, you know, what that was of value. That 25 minutes that I used to listen to this podcast had some value. That ultimately is our goal. So, we always appreciate your feedback. So, feel free to send us messages and let us know what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, and, and the topics that you want to hear. A couple of weeks ago, while I was discussing my design theory of clear view rooms for verifications, I mentioned how it was kind of a waste of time for the PIC to have to go back and forth in and out of the compounding rooms for verifications given that the the PICs are already torn between so many tasks and and as I mentioned the terminology lean process improvement so about a year ago let me rewind a little bit about a year ago Seth and I discovered that we we both have an aficionado um almost a a, a thing for for lean which now we're just going to simply boil it down to what we call, quote-unquote, process improvement. So today's conversation is about process improvements that you can implement right now in your pharmacy for little to no additional cost. So at the core of process improvement is simplicity. So you will not experience any real high-tech talk or anything like that, but what we hope that you do take away is some real action items that at least drive your thoughts and make you do some consideration
0: hey brian so by the way i just want to throw in there i'm going to be doing a uh, webinar this friday august 31st at 1 p.m eastern it's uh it's going to be about all this this stuff that we're talking about it's a compounder's guide to lean six sigma process improvement and uh you know lean and and six sigma are are two different things uh you know Maybe two sides of of one coin. They they really honestly work well to, with each other. Um, but you know, for anybody that hasn't signed up, check it out on the uh, on my website, uh, pharmacyinspection.com. And uh, yeah, but you know, one thing that I I tend to really geek out on is the history behind where lean came from. And, uh, it is, it's honestly, it's a little surprising how long, like you said, it's been around for like a century or right, well, who came up with this stuff. Um, so, you know, Brian, why don't you, why don't you talk a little bit about where lean came from and it's, and it's fairly long history.
1: Process improvement is also referred to as lean and has been prevalent in manufacturing for, for at least a century now or more with the early pioneer being Henry Ford, founder of the Ford Motor Company. In this modern era, well-respected companies like Toyota Motor Corporation have built on Henry Ford's concepts and implemented a culture of continuous improvement and saved millions of dollars. There are four main goals of process improvement. Number one, reduce waste. Number two, reduce cost. Number three, improve quality. And number four, increase speed.
0: Brian, I really like how you put increased speed there at the end, um, and it's almost uh, you know it's probably on purpose, but it, you know it, that really is in that order um, almost you know at, or at the very least, speed should be last because you know you don't you don't just come running out of the gate when uh, when you're first starting out with something new you. Uh, you get good at it, and then you get better, and you continue to get better. And then, as you get better, you can progress, and obviously, you know, start speeding up the process. But you know, on the other side of that coin, if you have somebody that is just going to go running out of the gate um, from the from the get go, you are going to have, um, especially when we're talking about compounding, you, you could potentially have. Uh, a lot of waste, a lot of powder spilling out everywhere, and 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 uh, uh, spilling liquids, whatever you know. It's it's when you uh, are not uh, totally adept at a at a particular job or skill, uh, and you're you're speeding through it. That's when a lot of this waste occurs. And and obviously, the number one thing there that you just said was uh, you know reducing waste. So that's that's one of the definitely the main goals of of all this um you you reduce waste you increase in efficiency and you um make it a a better more quality process so yeah sorry to interrupt you know i just uh you know I, i just thought that was really pertinent that i i had to throw that in there but let's go ahead and talk about more of this history
1: henry ford was truly ahead of his time and said before anything else Getting ready is the secret to success. Let me tell you about something that I witnessed recently during a site visit. A technician needed a certain piece of glassware as a mixing vessel. So they went over to, and again, they were in the non-sterile compounding room. They went over to the dishwasher and they opened it up. At that moment, when they pulled out the the sliding basket inside the dishwasher, they turned to the other two technicians and basically asked, and using their own words, but they basically said, are these clean or dirty? And I kinda had a little bit of a chuckle because it's funny because it reminded me of my wife and I doing this at home. Uh, Don't tell her I said that, maybe she's not listening. But in in a compounding pharmacy, it's not really so funny considering the opportunity for cross-contamination. Um, so the example that I want to kind of outline here as a process improvement is a, a designated technician whose first job in the morning is to empty out the dishwasher, to put all the tools, capsule plates, glassware, and all of those things in an appropriate place. And this all happens before any formulations are prepped, or you're looking over the day's compounding queue. Or, or catching up on previous days paperwork, it is the first thing to empty the dishwasher. And that's how we would train these folks. And I'm sure that a lot of you are already doing this out there in the market, but it's important that that is, 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 is not cross-contaminated. So the second process improvement in this scenario is to remember that every tool of the trade has a home and has a place. Technicians who they, they walk back and forth to the dishwasher or to the sink uh, to retrieve utensils is really just kind of a waste of time. Again, that's part of the lean process improvement is to reduce waste. So I like to think about the workstation and what is needed to accomplish the formulations. Is it appropriately stocked with the weigh boats, with the utensils, with the things that I'm going to need to work at my workstation? Remember, at the core of lean and process improvement is simplicity. So, this brings me to a process improvement for quality and safety, and is a concept that I've been sharing for many years now, and it's called the concept of staging. In my earliest professional career in wholesale distribution, I implemented staging to reduce downtime, which of course is considered a waste. Now I teach staging to reduce personnel exposure. and let me elaborate a little bit on a little bit more on this simple concept. Through an example of, let's just say, any any formulation. The compound script has three chemicals. The formulary has three chemicals. So I need three weigh boats of the appropriate size. I need three weighing utensils. I need a vessel for mixing. I need a tool for triturating. If I need capsule plates, then I also need the scraper and the tamper. Uh, And all of these materials are staged inside of the primary engineering control so that the technician doesn't, number one, incur walking around the compounding room in the middle of a formulation to retrieve something that they need, like a piece of glassware. The number two reason, which is the main reason and the number one, really the number one reason that I love teaching the concept of staging as a process improvement, is to keep technicians from breaching containment with dirty gloves. And and what that means is that soil gloves with powder residue coming in and out of the face of the hood. Powder aerosolizes at a micron level and is then released into the environment and is distributed anywhere and everywhere, which could in fact be our breathing zones. So you see the simple concept of staging as a process improvement reduces waste and it improves quality. Uh, Because let let me say this again, just in case I forgot to say it in previous podcasts, a safe process will yield a quality product. These two concepts are interconnected in our business.
0: You said something back there about uh, your attack and coming in and out of the hood, breaching breaching containment and, you know, all the waste that are involved with, with doing that. Well, you know, it really reminded me of something... When you're in the clean room, and you're coming in and out of the clean room, there's, you know, th- that's quite a process. You know, you're you're not only wasting time, but you're wasting um, more gowns. Which, depending on what level of gowning you're doing, I mean, that that could cost ten ten dollars each time you come in and out of the clean room, <laughs> with uh, with sterile gowns. So, you know, it it really makes the point that. To be organized and have uh, a system in place prior to even executing anything, um, it's just all around uh, a good idea, <laughs> a good idea, and and just you know you're not wasting anything. Just so you're not wasting anything. But it's so much more than that, because. There are things outside of just the, the list that you bring inside the clean – of all the things you bring inside the clean room. You know, you have to have all the things to – in stock to bring that stuff inside the clean room. So what is your system that you have in place for uh, reordering things and um, restocking the the few things that are in the clean room? Um, so, you know, th- there's so many – so many offshoots of this conversation that, you know, comes down to, uh, having a system in place to replenish stock, to, uh, be prepared for compounding. Um, and on top of that, you know, a- increasing quality. Cause a lot of this stuff comes down to, if you're, if you're cutting out a lot of the wastes, you're increasing the quality of the compound. Um, you know, you're you're not breaching containment. You're not uh increasing the, the likeliness of of contamination. It's that uh efficiency of, of movement even uh inside the clean room when we're talking about, you know, moving around, you you don't want to uh you don't want to really be moving around a whole lot when you don't need to be, uh stirring up more particles and generating more particles. Uh, than necessary so yeah there's so many factors that come into play when we're talking about this but let's talk a little more specifically about the queen room and you know a process improvement so let's say you had your your most recent certification with your queen room and your particle counts were a, a little bit higher than the last time well why is that you know what's going on there um is there has something changed in the uh, in the past six months? Well, you know, it's, it's it's really setting up an experiment to figure out what's going on um, that'll help you figure out how to how to improve that process or improve that situation. So all of this starts with with data collection and you know figuring out what the underlying issue is so well how would how would i go about doing that so well i would first start and figure out all right well what are the factors that are coming into play that are affecting my particle counts well there, there's a there's a whole bunch of factors uh, <laughs> so um but it, you know it really boils down to like six six main things that that can contribute to contamination but it really comes down to like you know six broad categories of of things that can could contribute to contamination um so you know raw materials personnel training process cleaning sanitation and and facilities um you know so each of those can then be broken down in, into further things but but let's focus our uh, first primarily on all right of those six things what is the the data points that we need to collect to have an idea of whether or not that factor is contributing to contamination or or in this case increasing our particle counts so let's let's for instance you know the facility you know you you could have a lack of air control you know maybe your hepa filters are are not working correctly um uh, training, you know, maybe maybe one of your technicians are not gowning correctly, uh, or and have not been trained properly, or raw materials you're bringing in way too many things into the queen room. Um, there there's a whole bunch of these things but each of those you have to figure out all right what's the data point that i need to collect to see if if this is something that i can tweak to uh, adjust my particle counts in the clean room so the first thing that i would start with obviously is is you know taking like baseline particle counts and seeing where where the particle counts are when nobody's in the room and then maybe from there you know just on a regular basis um if you have a particle counter uh in house it's it's really easy to just set up and let it run <laughs> so um you know you could even have it you know just running continuously throughout your processes and you can figure out fairly quickly um by just standing there and looking at the uh the particle counter screen that you know, oh, I I just moved right by it and I got a huge spike. Or in this part of the room, like whenever I put the particle counter in this you know corner of the room, there's uh it's just off the charts. Well, how close is that to the uh, to the hood where you're compounding? At? You know, there there there's so many branches of this conversation, but the 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 thing that you the thing that I'm getting at is that it's it's about Data collection. And once you've, once you've figured out what points to collect and maybe narrowed down what things are affecting that data point, you can then improve the process to, to lower your particle counts in this case. So, yeah, the, the whole point of, of, of this is that, you know, that I'm trying to bring out is that uh, we need to start collecting data to establish our own baselines in our own process control rather than it it being dictated from from outside agencies um you know to some degree there's there's always going to be regulations and there's always going to be standards of course and and you know we we want to meet those standards but um you know looking beyond the standards you know cuz the standards are really 797 um, especially is, is is a minimum standard, and you know you you not only just want to meet that standard, but you you really should should be trying to, for your own facility, trying to exceed that standard, and do the absolute best process, to come up with the best product, you know, and and in that you'll also by increasing the quality of the process, you'll also be reducing wastes. You'll be reducing costs um you'll be cutting out all the extra movement in a process that you don't need and just do what you need so you know you're you're decreasing the amount of time it takes to do something but again, all this comes down to um to data collection that's that's the main point here
1: Seth thank you for bringing up the this whole issue of data sets, which you know we we certainly agree that it's going to help our industry move forward as we start to establish our own. And I want to mention that there's actually a simple way to establish a data set for exposure using personal air sampling pumps. And I have some some uh, past history with these, and they're actually very simple tools. They're they're small pumps. They're a little bit bigger than a cell phone, and you can actually just drop them into the pocket of a lab coat, or you could actually maybe just put them on your uh, your belt loop. And they've got a a small tube connected to the pump, and it's about the size of the that clear tube that you would see. You know, in an aquarium. And that tube runs up to a small HEPA cassette that is actually clamped onto the lapel of your lab coat. So it's replicating the breathing zone. And that pump is then pulling the negative pressure air from around your breathing zone through that HEPA cassette. And so if there's any particles in there, it's going to collect that. So what the technician would actually be doing is they would actually be going through the formulation at this time. And let's just say that Uh, It's an encapsulation of progesterone as a good example, since it's both a very laborious process, it's a very dirty process, as well as it's a hazardous drug. So at the end of that 30-minute formulation, the PIC or another person nearby with clean gloves would take that HEPA cassette off the technician's lapel, drop it into a baggie, and then send that off to a third-party testing lab, where then they would determine what the total exposure is. Uh, And that data can then be compared against a a safety data sheet, the SDS. Uh, It's a simple process. One pump, one tech, one process, and then the data set comes back. Again, we're trying to stay at the core of process improvement through this discussion and making simplicity. Uh, So it's really a simple way for us to build documentation for technician proficiency as well. So you can see that the testing actually satisfies multiple masters in this type scenario.
0: So thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode. This is uh, a conversation that is just going to, you know, we can have this conversation for a long time about process improvement. Um, This is just one um, episode in in a series of episodes that I think we're going to really focus on process improvement and some of the things that some of the tools involved with the processes. I'm really hoping in the next couple of weeks to get our guests to go best on the show. He's had just a ton of experience in the industry, and we'll see what happens. Uh, um, so, you know, one of the things that we really need to to focus on is is experimental design or design of experiments and uh, that that's one of the big keys to all this process improvement stuff so more to come on that but you know if you're looking to, to really geek out on some of the stuff or, or get a, a little bit of an introductory um, lesson on, on process improvement and Lean and Six Sigma Um, I'm going to be doing a webinar, like I said at the beginning, um, this Friday, the 31st at 1pm, uh, go to pharmacyinspection.com, check it out, it, uh, sign up right on the website or or sign up, uh, there's a link on the website to sign up, it's it's going to be a webinar from, uh, through Zoom, so, yeah, really excited about that, hopefully you guys got some, uh, some good information out of today, and, uh. Hope to see you real soon. Keep the emails coming. Keep the uh, questions coming. Really excited to help everybody. Um, I I hope everyone is finding some of these things helpful and uh, really appreciate all the encouragement that, that I get and Brian gets. So we, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, until next time, keep raising the bar.